0: Welcome to Connection Strategies with Ron Zukennick, helping people in business embrace the power of connection. And now, here's your host, Ron Zukennick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Connection Strategies. I'm Ron Zukennick, and as always, we're glad you're here and by the way, this is the second segment uh, with my friend Colleen McKenna. I'm, I'm calling her a friend. I know you're all saying, Ron, it. Uh, you don't have friends on LinkedIn. You have connections, but I'm going to call her a friend, and I'm going to call her a connection. And uh, and uh, I think you should all get connected with Colleen if if in fact you you can see the value, which I'm sure you will. Uh, by the way, for those that didn't listen to segment one, go back and listen. Uh, she's a principal in Intero Advisory. She helps to reinvent our companies increased sales, and she knows a whole lot about publishing and recruiting. Uh, she's she's a, a kind of a, a, an advisory boutique, woman-owned firm, offering LinkedIn consulting. She's been doing it and helping businesses since 2011 and has engaged more than 240 companies. And, and if anything, anybody likes to shake up the status quo with you, Colleen. Why do you do that? Why do you shake up the status quo?
1: because I think people are stuck. I think people are confused. People have been um, hesitant. A lot of business owners have been really hesitant to figure this digital space out as it relates to sales and marketing. And I I think they sort of need to be like, you know, shaken awake. Um, I was at a group in um, New York about two months ago and actually um, a CEO of a $90 $90 million company who sells internationally said that in fact, uh, five years ago, they their company made a strategic decision not to use LinkedIn or any other online platform. I was like, five years ago? That's like a really? lifetime ago, right? Yeah. And at the end of the <laughs> session, I'm like, you might want to revisit that idea because that a lot has happened in five years and you're selling internationally. How are your people reaching those people? Right. So.
0: Unbelievable. So what happened? So you had this conversation and what did he say?
1: Well, at the end of our session, he was like, oh, my gosh, we'll be talking about it in our leadership meeting. And we're now having some (laughs) conversations about that. But. (laughs) I mean, you know, to think that somebody five years ago or even a year ago made a strategic decision not to engage is like putting your head in the sand. You have to you have to be aware of this and understand how to incorporate it into your sales and marketing process to compete in today's world. I mean, think hey. about, you know, that's why, like, newspapers are in some of the trouble they're in, right? 25 years ago when I worked for a newspaper, they thought this thing called the Internet was a fad. So – you, you, you got to join the parade. That's
0: <laughs> funny. You know, I, I saw somebody a couple of weeks ago from a local Indianapolis. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. And they wanted to see if I want to su- subscribe to the paper. And I told them, I haven't subscribed to a paper for years. Why would I when I can just get your, your paper online? Right. <laughs> so, and they think they're going to hide that from me. But yeah, you got to stick up with the time. So, listen, I really want to. There's so much. That, that we talked about as far as connecting in, in segment one, but in segment two, now I want to jump into the concept of publishing on LinkedIn. And I really want to get into this concept of recruiting. That's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty hot topic and I know you're good at it. So let's talk about publishing. So let's act as though we're talking to everybody that is on a free platform, right? Not everybody's mm-hmm. on Sales Navigator or any or recruiter packaging, but uh, talk to us about publishing. What's what's the real value in me building sales for a company when I publish on LinkedIn?
1: Well, I think what you can do is it helps you build credibility. To me, one of the most important things about l- leveraging LinkedIn is creating context for you, for yourself as an individual and building out your Personal and professional brand, and then representing your company. So, publishing on LinkedIn. If you're a subject matter expert on whatever you sell, publishing and taking some of your, you know, company's blogs and posting them is one thing. But then, but writing your own, and you might have to coordinate that with your marketing department. I don't know. Um, I guess you might. depending on your p- corporate policies, but. It allows people who come to your LinkedIn profile to read about you, to read about what you know, and it allows you to educate and inform and even entertain yeah. your prospects and clients.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this. I'm curious because I, I, I'm curious and you're a good person to ask. Uh, I know that LinkedIn states that they put out about 160,000 articles every week. Mm-hmm. And let's just say I've got a LinkedIn platform I do want to publish, but I'm not a writer. So Does it take away – does it still position me, in your opinion, for me to search out articles that I can run through my feed and comment on it? Is that still just as good? I
1: I think so. To me, that's, you know, that's curating content. And I think that there's a lot of value in the curating of content because you don't want it just to be a monologue. You do want to kind of engage and bring some, some good content in there. Sometimes third-party content actually validates whatever it is you might be um, selling. Right. So it, it definitely serves a great purpose. And, but I do think that ultimately creating original content is really great. And a lot of times what I see is that marketing departments are creating our blogging, but the blogs are actually coming from the company and not a person. So my suggestion would be be the salesperson that says, Hey, can I can I write some of these posts for you? Or can we can we collaborate and put my byline on it? And then I can post it on my LinkedIn profile. Right. So that you do become known for whatever it is that you represent and work on and sell. OK. And, that, and, and on, I like that. Idea. I mean, I just I think it's really valuable because you can really teach people a lot through your own content.
0: OK. So, and I know this is like all good things. You always start at the beginning. So if I'm listening <laughs> to this and I'm kind of new at this and I really want to get into publishing, where do I go on my LinkedIn profile to publish? How do, right. how do I do that?
1: So if you're on your homepage, at the very top it'll say um, post. Let me just um, yeah. let me look at that. So yeah, that's right, it'll I say can search, right? Right. If I'm on my homepage, I am going to see at the very top, it'll say share an article, photo, or update, right? That's if you're posting third party content. That's where you're gonna put that. But right below that, it'll say write an article. Right, and if you click right. on write an article, it launches a word editor. Right, and that's where you're going to build your your article, your blog post.
0: Yeah, and by the way, we want everybody to remember: like, there's no place like home. So, right. what Colleen's saying is, you just start on your home page, right? That's right. where you start. So, I can post articles. How often, if I'm looking to build a presence and build a, because I understand that I have as many followers as I have connections. And then I understand that there are people that will follow me that I'm not connected to. Correct.
1: Yep. So, absolutely. W- which is good.
0: So how do I, how do I, uh, so how often, if I'm really looking to build a solid marketing outreach uh, through publishing, is this every other day? Is it a couple, two, three times a week? What, what are you thinking?
1: So I think if you could do once a week, so four times a month. Or two th- times a month, that would be great. Great place okay. to start, and you want it to be long. LinkedIn people go to LinkedIn; they want to be informed, and so they don't want just a short little blog that doesn't really teach them anything. The longer, the more substantial it is. Actually, the statistics from LinkedIn show those blogs do better. So we typically um, we blog twice a week from you know our website and then it goes to our LinkedIn company page and then it goes on to whomever's authored that post or that in that article so we typically will start at about 600 words okay now we're not i'm typically copying and pasting either from a word document or from um our blog post you want to be careful around duplicate content. So sometimes we'll change up a headline, a photo, the first part of the first paragraph so that Google can make sure that, you know, there's no duplicate content out there. I don't want to get too, you know, too in the weeds here. But the one of the most important things, Ron, is that I think people don't just write. Make sure somebody's edited your piece. Somebody else has looked at it. Use something called Grammarly which is a a light grammar tool to make sure that, you know, like the really obvious things are taken care of, your sentence structure's right. Because what you want to make sure you do in your blog post is sound super smart. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and that's a free app isn't
1: Grammarly a yeah. Free app? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so
0: you want to do, 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 do now you've read some of my stuff do I sound super
1: smart you sound super smart right yeah because okay. <laughs> we work right like you know you just don't automatically sound super smart you got to work it a little bit at sounding super oh, smart.
0: oh my goodness so go ahead this is great
1: so I nothing that I write um really nothing that goes out I mean is not edited By at least one person because I might, it might sound right in my head, but guess what? Like when I put it down and I read it back, I'm like, whoa, who wrote that? What does that mean? And it's about helping people get through your post and learning something, taking at least a nugget away that's valuable and i can tell you that you know i'll run into people or somebody'll send me a note and they'll be like I, I you know what i learned something from from your stuff all the time they might not comment on it or like it or share it but as long as people are reading it you know you don't you'll, you'll never know how many people are actually reading it but you can really shorten your sales cycle by you know sending people the articles that you've written or even oh, that you've curated When they have a question or, hey, this is an article I recently, you know, wrote about um, the CEO who took 10 minutes to find out that, you know, how his team looked on LinkedIn. You might find this of interest, right? So don't just put your blog out there and write that article and have it on LinkedIn. It now, if it's an article, it'll now be there always, not just pushed down in your feed. But, you know, take the link and send it out to people.
0: Oh, I love that. By the way, I'm talking with my friend Colleen McKenna. She's a principal in Entero Advisory and she shakes up the status quo. But if anything, she works with individuals, she works with companies, whether you're small or large, and she lets you understand how to turn LinkedIn to a business asset because it's clearly a digital asset. Now, if you want to know anything more about publishing in the segment two, you gotta get a hold of her. We'll tell you how to do that. But don't forget the name Entero Advisory com. Now, let can we jump into recruiting for a moment? Sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, recruiting. Well, what now? What am I recruiting for? Can can I do this on a free platform successfully?
1: Um, you can. It's a, It's going to be more limited because of your access to people, but you can definitely um create a search for the talent that you're looking for. Um, one of the things that just a a free tip if you are looking to hire somebody, you know. Turn your LinkedIn profile into a, not only a marketing tool, but a recruiting tool. Let people know that you're a great company looking to hire great people. And, you know, mention something about what it's like to work for your company or a little bit about your culture. Is that
0: from the company page? You're talking about my company page or my personal profile? Both. Okay, both. both. Okay. So now doesn't LinkedIn kind of get the impression I'm trying to recruit people and they they try to up? upsell me to something?
1: Um, Not typically. I mean, for most of our clients, I always include in their summary something about um, them looking for great talent. Because typically, if somebody's looking at a company and they're interested in that company and maybe working there, they'll probably search out the um, CEO or the president of the business owner and look at their profile. So it's a great way to maybe talk a little bit about culture. Remember, on LinkedIn, for recruiting, recruiters, whether they're in-house or outsourced, are spending, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day on LinkedIn. Right? They're (laughs) looking for passive candidates. So they're looking for people who fit the profile of somebody who you know, would be successful at their company. And, you know, passive candidates are people who already have jobs. So when you reach out as a recruiter or a CEO or, you know, whomever in the company to a passive candidate at that moment, they're vetting you as much as you're vetting them. They already have a job. Interesting. Right. And in today's market, the labor force is really competitive, right? I mean,
0: yeah, it is,
1: you know, to find great talent. So I say to our clients all the time. You need to be a place that they might want to consider, or you're never even going to have a conversation with your, the top, the best talent. So,
0: so let me make sure I understand this. So you provide recruiting services, it sounds like, right? So Correct. so if I'm a company, a CEO of a company, and I want to grow and expand or whatever, uh, you have a service where people can hire you to recruit people for them. So are you the standard recruiting type company that's using LinkedIn where you're charging a fee for acquisition or...
1: Right. So we have um, a definite model set up. Our sweet spot are those companies that don't have an in-house recruiter and might be hiring, let's say, three to eight positions a year. So they don't really want to, to pay a high fee based on a percentage of um, annual salary. Right. But they really can't afford to buy LinkedIn's recruiter tool, which is about $10,000 a year. So we work with them on a retainer basis. We help them with their job descriptions and um, our recruiter, who I would say is very much a boutique kind of recruiter, always looking to make sure it's a good culture fit. She uses, we use LinkedIn recruiter. So we have access to the entire LinkedIn network throughout the world. So it doesn't matter if we're recruiting for somebody who's in, you know, know, Alaska. That's okay. We're sitting in Baltimore. It doesn't matter. And Erin, um, our recruiter, um, just got something from LinkedIn. She has over a fifty-seven percent in-mail response rate, which is wow. re- really, really crazy. Oh,
0: that's incredibly crazy. Right? Now, how does she do? Well, oh, she's doing it because she's uh, investing time and in getting to know people and, and and delivering a message that gets their attention. I would think mm-hmm. she would Absolutely. have to
1: right? Really personalized, um, messaging that goes out through mail. and she's really careful in her selection process in terms of, you know, who she reaches out to. Um, so she just, she's just a really great recruiter and she's built a really strong network. Um, it may not be, you know, it's not 30,000 people, but it is, um, Really, really focused, and she's just talk about ninja like. She's definitely ninja like, and we're always (laughs) telling our clients, right? We've got it. You've you've now got to be somebody that people are interested in talking to. So build out your talent brand on LinkedIn. And I have a client the other day. He's like, okay, we need to hire some people. What do you think we should do? What's the first thing? I'm like, well, you're redoing your website. How about a careers tab on your website? Because the number one place that people go to learn about a company is their corporate website. The second place is LinkedIn.
0: Wow. Uh, No, I I love that. Let let me ask you this. I'm curious on something. I I notice a lot of companies sometimes are are afraid to to build their presence, at least from the standpoint of uh, encouraging the employees to build their presence because they're afraid that they'll become optimized and visual and, and more, more visibility for them and they may get recruited away. Is, is that a real fear?
1: Well, that's one of my favorite. Um, I, I'll tell you, I heard that so much, you know, sure probably you um, over the years, less now, but I still hear it. And um, with all due respect to whomever's asking that question, my response is always the same. Um, great talent has always been recruited. It always will be. And, LinkedIn might make it more transparent, but LinkedIn is not the reason your somebody leaves your company. And the onus <laughs> is more and more on yeah. that CEO being a good leader, creating a great culture, right? The yeah. other part of that is that you spend a lot of money on your website, on your offices, on your vans, on trade shows, because they represent your brand. Well, I would submit that each person that works for you very much represents your brand and therefore you should want them to look great on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, I I would think so. And you're Mm -hmm. right. Nobody's going to leave because of LinkedIn. Look, we're talking with Colleen McKenna. McKenna, M-C-K-E-N-N-A. She is easily found on, on LinkedIn, right, of all places. Of all places. Uh, of all places. By the way, she's the principal in Intero Advisory. Uh, she would love for you to go. Now, now, by the way, I should ask you this, Colleen. Do you, you, you don't just connect with anybody. So if, I, if somebody's listening to this and they want to get better connected to you, what do they got to tell you? They got to send you a note. I got it. They got mm-hmm. to gotta talk to you. But what would you like them to say? Can they just say they've heard you on this and they loved you and, and they'd love to get better connected? And that Absolutely.
1: works? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just reference that, you know, this is how you heard um, and, you know, came across my name and that uh, we have you in common, Ron. That's great.
0: Well, I, I hope so. And, and by the way, again, Colleen uh, McKenna. intero uh, advisory.com and you can find this segment now this is segment two there's two segments so make sure you go to segment one and segment two then you tell everybody about it if you get a hold of Colleen be sure to tell her I say hello you can find all this on my website ronsuchanik.com you can go to podcastandradio.com you can subscribe on iTunes Uh, and Colleen wow You've listen, you've just got so much to share with people. So everybody, listen. you, you didn't get it all today, two twenty minute segments, you, you gotta give her a call. you gotta check in with her. And Colleen, I think you remember, I always love to leave the listening audience thinking about something. i I call them thinking points for connecting forward. So Colleen, what thinking point can we leave for the audience in this second segment?
1: Think about your digital presence as um, what one of my clients refers to as a digital handshake. You want that, you know, if you were meeting and shaking hands in person, your, your handshake, if it's firm and solid, people remember you, right? They remember that connection that they make with you. Create your digital presence to do the same thing, right? Make yourself stand out and be remembered, so that you can start a conversation with somebody and they'll want to connect and know you.
0: Wow, you got me thinking, Colleen. You got me thinking. I'm, I'm becoming a, a good social citizen <laughs> th- thanks to you. And uh, look, what a treat to be with you. Uh, it's been a while since we've spoken, but I appreciate <laughs> it so very much. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to do this. Well,
1: thanks for having me. And it's been great talking with you. And I hope we've left some people informed and a little bit even inspired. So thanks.
0: I'm sure we have. Thanks so much, Colleen. Take care. Thanks for listening to Connection Strategies with Ron Zuchanik. To learn more about Ron Zuchanik and the work he does as speaker and trainer, visit ronzuchanik.com. This podcast is powered by David Wolf and podcastandradio.com.